You're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I am so excited to share with you today's leading man, Andrew Steele. He is the latest Aussie invasion to join Hollywood. As a classically trained actor, Steele graduated from the National Institute of Dramatic Art, NIDA. He is trained and has been heavily featured on the Australian stage, namely for the acclaimed Australian Shakespeare Company. On screen, he's wowed audiences in the cult shows Home and Away, Wonderland, and his award-winning portrayal of Batman in two seasons of the wickedly sardonic comedy The Justice Lease. Upon moving to Los Angeles, Andrew landed his first leading role in the newly released theatrical nationwide U.S. feature film, Wish Man. Steele stars as the founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Frank Shankowitz. Steele was handpicked by the real Wish Man himself for the role. And I have to insert a personal story here. When I met Andrew, I, I had met Frank for the second time, and I had the opportunity to share with Frank that he actually granted one of my own cousin's wish, Luke Langer from uh, California, from Dana Point. And back almost 10 years ago, Frank granted Luke's wish to have a wheelchair that was um, able to go on the beach and in the water. And so I had this beautiful opportunity to thank Frank for granting Luke's wish. And it was just so beautiful. And to really see this, this story be told, um, Frank's story about the Make-A-Wish Foundation and to watch Andrew portray it has just been so exciting. So I'm really personally excited to bring you guys here to meet Andrew and to uh, hear more about Make-A-Wish and more about the movie coming out. And also, Wishman is currently out in cinemas across the country. It came out on June 7th. And it is coming to Hollywood on Friday, July 12th for one week at the Arena Cine Lounge. And so if you are in the L.A. area, if you're in Southern California in general, it will be so much fun to go see. You'll have the chance to meet Andrew and his beautiful wife, Kim, and the rest of this, the, uh, I wanted to say staff, <laughs> the rest of the crew and everybody. So be sure to head over there to the Arena Cine Lounge on Friday, July 26th to see Wishman uh, with the lead role himself. Andrew is also the president and co-founder of the International Film Festival, it called Flicks for Change, and it is a socially conscious film festival that promotes films with a conscious impact. And so we're going to talk a lot more about that in today's interview, but I just want to welcome you, Andrew. Thank you so much for being here. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, you touched on the thousands of lives that, you know, Make-A-Wish has touched, and uh, it's been over half a million wishes. 
uh, and then all their families, obviously you're, you know, that's your cousin and you can imagine you're one of say 10 or so in your family and then their friends. And then, so there's millions, millions of people. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to be, be given the opportunity, um, not only my first US feature film, but to, to have a, to have a, a guy like this and like Frank and, and all the good that, that everybody that's been in Make-A-Wish um, that's been uh, contributing to that. It's a, it's an absolute honor and, um, and yeah, I'm thankful for every moment of it. And, but you know, there are big things out there and, and that's, I think, telling stories that are important that can, you know, inspire and, you know, change the world, which I think we need to raise, raise a vibration of a lot of the content that's out there. And, that's what I'm a big advocate for. Yes, yes. Uh, it's interesting you use that specific term because our listeners here raise the vibration uh, constantly, right? So, <laughs> so that's, that's definitely what we're doing here. And so tell us how you have raised your vibration and gotten these roles and, and shifted into your acting career. Yeah, so look, I guess raising my vibration, like growing up, getting a little wiser, um, and kind of just taking a step back and kind of putting other people before me as, you know, as a metaphor as, as helped, um, you know, it's, it's put me in a position where I'm open to, well, and I've committed to, uh, you know, a married, married life and, you know, uh, I've left my single bachelor days behind me and I'm looking to start a family and, and all that kind of stuff. I think that comes with age and experience and kind of just doing the wrong thing for enough time like <laughs> not serving you you know you do a decade of that and you go all right okay there's got to be something else here mm -hmm. so I finally got into that position and uh but we, you know with regards to the career and the acting it's uh it's been a slogan it's still it's still a grind but you know when you enjoy every opportunity you get to audition or to rehearse in a play or all that stuff you've got to love the work and you've got to love what you're doing otherwise you're not going to be happy whether it's fulfilling monetarily or or what have you you've got to be passionate about your day in day um you know activities and uh, i'm very lucky to be passionate about acting like that yes yes and you know so i got to start with you mentioned married life and i i had the pleasure of meeting your wife kim at the city gala event now and you're both australian and did you meet in australia and then come here together no we met in hollywood i uh, invited her friend to i threw myself a party a coming to hollywood party <laughs> years ago i was here for three months i invited her housemate who i went to acting school with in australia and then uh and he brought her along and it was kind of, we just, our eyes met across the room and, and it was kind of a slow motion walk to each other. And, and uh, <laughs> just yeah, like we the that night and we've been like close friends ever since, but we never dated until, you know, just over a year ago when I actually moved in with her as a friend for somewhere to live. Um, and I thought it was either going to go fantastically or horribly wrong. Luckily it was the, the former <laughs> and it was just brilliant and you know, a month into us living together we were at Ikea and we kind of just said well you know sticking a fork in it we're done so to speak um and uh yeah so that's uh that was <laughs> that little chapter and you you told your coming to America party or you told us about that how what brought you here really because you're very accomplished in Australia thank you thank you um well uh you know the bright lights 
Um, you know, Australia has got a fantastic film and television industry, but it's only so big. It's quite finite. There's 30 million people in Australia and, you know, there's over 300 million here. So mm -hmm. by that, you know, ratio, there's 10 times the industry over here. So 10 times the work, obviously 10 times more than that, the, you know, the competition, because everybody comes from all around the world to come here. But, um, you know, I, I thought it was the time for me to come over and, and really, you know, have a crack at it and um you know three years later things are starting to the you know wheels are starting to turn and um i've always been a self-starter and somebody that you know uh, i'm a i'm a hustler and you know i you know meet people and you know create opportunities for myself and the people around me or try to anyway and um it's uh it's starting to pay off mm -hmm. i love that now you said something that people might listen right over, but you said three years now things are kicking off. Tell us a little bit about that because people, I mean, in today's world with social media and the glitz and the glam, and you said the, the bright lights, like we think instant gratification and it ain't like that, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I came out of acting school uh, at NIDA, which is, you know, the National Institute of Dramatic Art. So that's where like Noel Gibson and Kate Blanchett, Sam Worthington, Jeffrey Rush, all these, you know, Tony Collette all went to NIDA. And um, so I went there, had fantastic training and then got a really good agent over there who they vouched for me to American management and, and agents. and. Straight away, um, you know, I was given top representation at like William Morris Endeavor, Brillstein Entertainment Partners. And so I was kind of ushered into this thing where I had 18 meetings in three days. And I was everyone like, yeah, 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 yeah we want you. But it's like, they don't really know me. They're, they're, I'm just a product, I'm a brand. And like, they're like, cool, you know, just, you know, tall Aussie guy. Yes, yes, great. You know, you've got the ticket approval from these other companies and fantastic. And then they kind of just kind of like, sat me on a shelf and I'm auditioning for stuff and I was still in Australia and it was this thing that everybody wanted me that I didn't know what they what I was or who they was so the, the aligning of the brand wasn't there and then went in the six month first six months when I didn't book a big show I was kind of just like old news and then I was kind of you know let, you know it's just kind of there going oh, okay what am I doing who am I speaking to I've got all these points of contact but nobody's answering a phone call kind of thing and so it was very sobering from going to everybody wants you to your old, you know, yesterday's news. Like, and then, so, and that was like seven years ago. So then it was kind of back in Australia, working my career there, doing a bunch of different things and constantly kind of pushing forward and wanting to get back here and to, to get my visa so that I could kind of stay here for a longer period of time. And, um, and yeah, so I kind of came back over and then it was just, it wasn't the same floodgates open. I wasn't the new guy straight out of acting school. It was like, okay, what have you done lately? You know, why should we kind of, and it was this other thing. And now they've gone back to nobody kind of answering a phone call kind of thing. Like, and, uh, so it was just, you know, me meeting people and, you know, it was actually meeting Frank out at a city gala event, who's the, the creator of the make a wish foundation. And, uh, you know, I was telling him about some things that I've been working on, namely uh, a socially conscious film festival, called, mm. which we can talk about a little later. Um, but I told him about, you know, you know, I was speaking to him on, on behalf of running my own nonprofit. It wasn't about me being an actor and trying to get a role or whatever. And I didn't even know that they were casting a film about his life at the time. And so when I told him about, you know, what I was doing to give back, he, 
he just thought that was really great and you know it helped that i was his the same height as him and and you know they'd been auditioning guys that were like five foot ten and he's six three and and he's like you know what somebody like you should be playing me in this movie <laughs> and uh i was like yeah great that's music to my ears but you know yeah a lot of people say yeah you should have this role and you know i've been around the block enough times to know just because somebody says something it doesn't mean it's gonna happen but also that that's an opportunity to follow up and uh so you know i did that and um and it happened to be i i was doing a, a month where i wasn't drinking any alcohol and so i had this clarity of mind and and I was able to follow up. And then the next event I was at, it was a big party, but I was completely sober and, you know, speaking to, and, I, and like drinking for me was never a massive problem, but it just kind of takes the edge off. I mean, it takes, takes the, the sharpness out of your conversations. And, and I was able to have this conversation with the producer of the film. And I told him about what it would be like for me if I was able to portray Frank. I'd want to start from the inside and work out and not just kind of be a caricature and this and that. And he's like, so you'd want to get to know Frank? And he's like, yeah, sure. And like, you know, I've been speaking to him for a while and he, I didn't know, but he was dialing Frank in this party and he said, step outside, use your American accent. That's the founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation on the phone. I'm like, hey, Frank, how you doing? Like, Andrew Steele, you went at that party the other day, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I'm doing all this stuff and I'm like, you know, I was going to play you in the movie and want to start from the inside out. And like, and, uh, and then I had a 20 minute conversation completely just like, clear or what I mind set my intention and just kind of went for it and kind of kind of you know charmed him over the phone for the idea of to me to be the one that he would want to play him in the movie like everyone you know there's a fun dinner you know who would you want to play you in the movie you'd be like oh, Natalie Portman I'd be like you know Casey Affleck or whoever um and uh and so you know that was me kind of pitching him for me to be the guy that was going to play him in the movie out of everybody that there is mm-hmm. and uh you know, I, I, you know, I thank my kind of being clear headed that night. And then from once I got the role from that New Year's Eve, I didn't drink anything for two years, like until, you know, until we had the film in the can and all that kind of stuff. And that's been a big turning point for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. What the- <laughs> no, but you know what? That's so amazing. Um, sharing that piece of the no alcohol, like, I mean, in, especially in an industry world, you think like it's, it's hustle, it's bustle, it's party. And it's like social, a lot of socializing and everything like that. But the clarity of mind that you reference is just so spot on. And I, I love that you share that and that you credit that to part of landing that role. But I, we also got to talk about your American accent right there. Right. <laughs> I was like, are you from the East Coast? <laughs> Well, no, see, he's from Prescott, Arizona, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, cowboy. Then in about a bit of more of a standard American, but this one here is, uh, so he's from Arizona. Uh, it's not like a Southern twang, but it's it's a little different. Yep. Kind of more in the back of the mouth. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I love it. Forget about it, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you could just I'm keep doing impressions all day. I could do a bit more Southern. That's what you're looking for. I love it. What was it like to get to know Frank and then portray him? Yeah, it was a it was a beautiful gift. You know, as an actor, a lot of the time you you're making it up and you're kind of going, oh, what are the what you know? What do I imagine this happening? And 
you know, I, he'd written an awesome book called, also called Wishman. So there was a really good, um, you know, uh, blueprint of me getting to know him and what his sensibilities were and, you know, the really, the tough upbringing and, you know, the, the almost, you know, very minimal, uh, you know, background that he came from. He had no money. He was, you know, uh, sleeping in cars and stuff, like with his mum who was constantly moving town because she didn't fit in or she didn't have enough money to afford accommodation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so coming from these humble beginnings of, that, that Frank did and then seeing, you know, how selfless he was throughout his life and still is because he's still alive, which is amazing, mm-hmm. um, and getting to you know, listen to his voice and how he talks and all that stuff. So it was a real gift to, to be able to spend time with him and his wife, Kitty, and uh, just get to know their story. And, you know, that, that, that's delved in, in, in the film in a big way as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was really fun and we're still good friends and uh, we, we see each other a lot actually. Yeah, that's awesome. And so now the movie came out on June 7th. Mm-hmm. And there I was watching on social media land, all the different things that you've been up to. What has the release of a big feature film like this been like? It's been amazing. Yeah. I mean, from the Egyptian theater, we had, you know, 700 people there and the red carpet and the news cameras and the interviews. And, you know, like it was just felt a little bit like feeding time at the zoo. Everyone's like, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and uh, you know, all these friendly faces that I know and a lot that I'm just meeting for the first time. And uh, just to be able to share what we're so proud of the film and, you know, the story is so fantastically crafted by Theo Davies, who's the writer and the director on this. And uh, he did such a fantastic job and the whole crew did an amazing work and all the actors that I've, you know, lucky enough to act opposite against. We were so proud of the work that we did. And then to have a room of 700 people, like just be absolutely beaming with, you know, being touched with emotions. And you can see like there are like three or four times where everybody will reach for the tissues if they have them. If they're not, they're like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I told everybody to wear, you know, waterproof mascara and eyeliner, guys and girls. It's Hollywood after all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's it's a uh, a beautiful thing. Yes. And what what would you say the top like three things you really garnered from this experience? What have you really discovered? Well, aside from seeing like a 50 foot poster of me. In- yeah, I saw that. It's so cool. Keep going. The poster was like, what? <laughs> it was nuts. I'm like, it was either sides of the, of the lobby. And I was just like, this is a trip, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, it's been a long, long time coming and, you know, I've done over hun- hundreds of auditions and, a lot of the time I won't get any feedback on it at all. It's just like, yeah, fine. And you know, no feedback is good sometimes because it means that you're, you manager and agent go, yeah, that was, that was good enough to not say, Hey, you should do that again. Or I'm not going to keep, you know, they, if you're submitting you, then that's, that's all you can kind of ask for if you're getting auditions. Um, but you know, I think actually to have my, my family there on the red carpet, you know, they've been supporting me for a long time and, you know, uh, for them to go, oh, 
okay, maybe there is a future in this, you know, like <laughs> 10, 15 years of like me doing plays and short films and, you know, a bunch of other stuff, but it's uh, to, to see them um, know that, um, you know, things, things are starting to happen and to see them like be there when I, I you know, I'm kind of getting swamped by people. I didn't even have time to kind of see, I'm like trying to fighting the crowd to get to my family kind of thing. It was, it was, it wasn't that sort of dramatic dramatization and that's why I'm an actor. Yes. Um, but uh, just to have that moment and then we could kind of get together and then go, well, now this is real, Andrew, this is, you know, like, you know, what, what does the future hold kind of thing? And it was a first taste of, um, you know, what, what, what that could look like. And, you know, it's as much as that's a marker, that's not, that's not, not what I'm in it for, but it's kind of just like, Oh, this could get crazy soon. Mm-hmm. Catching fire. Yeah. That's so exciting. And, you know, I want to ask you about, because I think that a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this podcast, a lot of people who want to be living their dreams. And you mentioned your family, like, oh, like now you've got some evidence. You've got this feature film. It's no more like stages or plays or short films. Like, oh, made it, right? And we kind of draw the draw this illusion up about that made it moment. Like, oh, look, now I have that. Oh, everyone's like, good job, Andrew. But like maybe we're clapping like even a year ago. And so what have you, what has it required of you to keep going when no one's clapping? I guess it's, uh, you know, belief in what you're doing and, you know, and, and love for the craft. Um, but just the determination and persistence and reassuring yourself that you want to be doing what you're doing. Um, and I, I, I just couldn't see myself. I mean, there are other things that, that I'm doing. I mean, yeah, it's, what's the taken? It's just, it's taken, um, I just love what I do. And, you know, uh, also, you know, moving in with my now wife has been brilliant because we really inspire each other to, to work harder. And, you know, she's the perfect, you know, partner in, you know, we, we do acting, we audition together. Like, so she'll be my reader for auditions. I have, she's got two auditions today, which I'll be her reader. And we're just a perfect, um, perfect pairing like started starting as friends and that's blossomed into a, a beautiful romance mm-hmm. i love it <laughs> did she get to hear your compliments <laughs> well she will on the show definitely what? did you hear all these nice things i'm saying about you there she <laughs> is <laughs> get her on there too <laughs> hey Hi. good to see you you know what's that Great to see you today. Yes. Oh, thanks for sharing your husband for a minute. <laughs> you know what? Um, I would get to talk to her. You were you were talking, and we were standing around at City Gala, and I was talking to Kim a little bit more, and she was sharing how you're both actors, and exactly what you're saying is like you really play off of each other, and you support each other in your visions, and it's just so incredible because you you shared the love of the craft and then like the the fact that you both share the love of the craft is so beautiful and i feel or not feel but i mean it's pretty proven like attracts like mm -hmm. and it's really great to witness so what 
do you say to anybody who's out there? Like, we're going to shift this for a second to dating, right? Because, and, and finding that person or having the patience to really sort through and find somebody that matches what you're up to. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, where you meet the person, if, if you're act, actively looking, I think you need to go to places that kind of emulate the energy or, um, you know, the, the type of, you know, person or the things that you're into. I think, you know, finding people at hobbies, like if you like, for example, if you like playing golf, meeting somebody that plays golf with you or something, you know, for a long time I was going out to kind of nightclubs and, and you know, thinking I was going to find a person that I really connected with there, but I would have been better to go to the theatre, which I still did. But you know, uh, it was because you know I feel like we're at, if you're at a, a venue that you can kind of hardly even talk, how are you going to you know you can't hear the other person, how are you going to know what their essence is, and you know, there's all the dating apps and stuff, which are like, you know, they're like, oh, this is all really cool, who's this person, that person? It's like, but you know you think you can tell a judge a book by its cover, but you can literally only tell the outside and the outside fades. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously you want to find a package with everyone that has everything. But again, with those dating apps, it's like, you know, is like, it's, you know, you're, you're dating like 20 different people at one time because you're just yeah. having a conversation and you couldn't be bothered finishing and then so you've got all these open accounts and they've got the same kind of thing and it's just like then yeah. it kind of just feeds for me this fed this thing of like oh well there's so many other options out there I was like I don't you know I don't want to settle down or you know just I hardly even met up with anybody it was just like I had these 20 like open like conversations on the text which was just time consuming and just like hey let's just go to a coffee and meet someone at the coffee shop or or at the supermarket, there's always, there's always a good place. <laughs> just, you know, you're walking around the aisle and you've got to, you know, you see them over at the fruit section, you see them and then you go, oh, oh is this uh, gluten free? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Like, you see that? It's like, no, I just had to have something to say to you. Yeah, yeah. right, just a reason. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I don't know, real, everyday kind of activities, you want a real person. Yes, I, yes, I yes. I can't remember what the question was, but. Oh, that's how to, how to like find somebody that like attracts like, so I think that was a spot on answer. (laughs) I'm I'm like loving watching you talk about it. It's hilarious. (laughs) Um, Okay. So you mentioned that you gave up alcohol, but what else have you given up in this process of finding your career and finding love? Like you're really at these like peak moments in your life. Yeah. Um, What else have I given up? Um, I guess doubting myself. Mm, yes. And just having the confidence that you can really make magic if you don't take no for an answer or you find another way around. You know, you got to get your tribe together and people that inspire you to work harder and smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just keep going, put the goals on your wall and then tick them off as they happen and, and really think outside the box. And, you know, this with technology today and with collaboration and you know mastermind groups and you know there's a wealth of information out there and but there's a lot of noise as well so figure out what is uh on target and not on brand for what you want to do 
and then find the right people to help you get there and at the same time help anyone you can along the way because it, we will take leaps and bounds when we're working in unison together. Mm, I, I love what all of what you're saying and there I hear the this answer of the day that that was spot on I'll, I'll clip that one for you <laughs> but you know what it like I heard that evolution of like natural maturity maturing but then just like the faith and the belief and and then shifting into interdependence you mentioned collaboration and like serving others and them serving you and it's just it's really beautiful so in all of this evolution, who have you become in the process? Um, I think I've become a lot calmer and um, I guess I'm less impulsive. I don't know. There's uh, some uh, definitely more focused person, um, but I enjoy the moment and enjoy my interactions with people and, you know, have time to listen and to want to know about people. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not quite see it in this interview. <laughs> people will be like, yeah, me, 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 for me. me. Um, no, um, I'm not doing well on this question. I've gone from the best question to the worst. No, question. actually, I was going to stop you right there because you did answer it. Calmer, less impulsive, more focused. I heard present. And then when, like, listening to the whole answer was like, yeah what was that like is like assured self-assured right yeah you, and then i had all the doubt because i kept talking and just blabbing it's like oh, i just need to say karma we're impulsive and i listened more and i just kept rambling it's like well, yeah no there's always improvements to be made no we all, i mean we all do it. it's it's kind of funny because what I, one of my questions on all my um coaching calls is at the end is i'll ask what would you like to be acknowledged for and people freeze. They're like, oh, I don't need to be acknowledged. And I'm like, no, no, it's, it's okay. There's no, there's no sirens here. Like you're not gonna get in trouble for patting yourself on the back. And so like when we, it's natural when we compliment ourselves, then our, our ego will like, oh no, no, no. What are you doing? Chill, like you're not that great. But really, you know, even meeting you in person, you have that you're, you're tall. Well, how tall are you? Six, are you as tall as Frank, six, three? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always joke on a basketball, I'm 5'9", but on a basketball roster, I'm 5'11". <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You play basketball? Yeah, yeah, I played in college. And so um, I, I have long stories about that, but uh, I always used to that just... that sense or what? What's that? Because obviously, you know, you're, you're a physical phys ed teacher, you have been. So yeah, yeah that must have been pretty intense for you. Like, how yes, was, yes. I was playing college ball. It was, oh, thank you. For, I'm, I'm being interviewed. I love this. Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, it's I, interesting. because um, my, my, myself and like college ball was definitely something you aspire to. So congrats on getting there. That's yeah, awesome. thank you. It was an interesting journey. And um, I, I knew like from youth, from youth, from like fifth and sixth grade, I w- went to a college camp and I was like, I will play college basketball. And it was like at all costs. And I did know that I wanted to be a phys ed teacher. And so I picked a school that had, I was able to both play basketball and get my physical education degree. And so I did have a blast 
just, I tore my knee up. And so it caused a little bit, a lot of bit of an identity crisis because mm -hmm. I wasn't ever the same athlete, but um, I played all the way through. And so I have a lot of pride in, in being a collegiate athlete and like kind of what, what, what we're talking about with you achieving, like getting to have a movie for me, being a collegiate athlete was that made it moment. And it, I took it very seriously and all of that. So very interesting experience. <laughs> what school are you at? Uh, it was St. Joseph's College in Rensselaer, Indiana. And since then, it has closed. It was open for a hundred years and it's closed and they're working on reopening it, but they had... It sucks. Yeah, it was very weird, like to not have a... My college doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> what was your mascot? Uh, the Pumas. It was a, like a, yeah, Pumas. Kind of like we a... Pumas. Pumas. <laughs> it's like turmeric and turmeric. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Love it. And um, so NIDA, you guys, is that, it, would that be considered university or college of sorts? Yeah, that's, I, I got a bachelor of acting at NIDA. Cool. Um, so it's kind of like Juilliard or, you know, mm -hmm. RADA in mm -hmm. London. Very cool. Very yeah. prestigious. Quiet. Very good. So we're going to begin to wrap up here, but I would love for you to drop some advice for our listeners. If there's anybody who I actually do have a few listeners who I know are aspiring actors, actresses, maybe writers and things like screenplays and all of that. So what sort of advice do you have somebody for somebody interested specifically in breaking into the acting industry? Um, breaking into the acting industry, I would say, uh, you know, do as many classes as you can. Um, you know, make a short film, uh, write a script, get some friends together. You can shoot it on an iPhone or, you know, there's a lot of, you know, cameras out there. So it's not, um, uh, you know, everybody can make, make something. Um, and look, hey, why not make something for my film festival? Um, which is, I'll do a little plug now. Uh, yes. it's, it's called Flicks for Change. So it's a film festival with a social conscience. All the films have important social messages. And then we bring in the nonprofits uh, that work in those spaces. We inspire the audience to want to take action. And then we connect them with the difference makers on the ground in the nonprofits. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we focus on making the world a better place through uh, inspiring art on the screen. Um, so we have, you know, we focus on short films, 20 minutes and under, like 10 minutes is a sweet spot, five minutes even. And, you know, you can make something about human trafficking or addiction, homelessness, cancer, like loss, love. Uh, like there's a lot of anything with an important social message. Uh, it can be a comedy, it could be a drama, it could be a documentary, it could be a music video. Mm -hmm. um, but we have, um, we have, uh, you know, um, we've got three festivals around the world at the moment. We have Sydney, Washington, DC, and Los Angeles. Uh, you can submit at flicksforchange.org. That's F-L-I-C-K-S, the digit for change.org. And uh, if you want to use the code HEARTSUNLEASHED, we can give you 50% discount for all of that. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And so that also we have a, a, a script competition called uh, Scripts for Change. And uh, that's also the Flicks for Change website and you can submit a 20 page and under script and the winning socially conscious script uh, we will produce with you. 
Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so excited to hear that because um, I know there's people out there wondering like, or wishing or thinking they can and flicks for change. The socially conscious aspect I think is so awesome um, because it, I mean, that the raising the vibration, we're right back at the beginning is people are waking up. They're becoming more conscious. They want to be a contribution in the world. And like, I just acknowledge you for giving people an opportunity to do that where they may feel kind of like out of the loop or how do I enter the game kind of thing. This seems like a really awesome opportunity to do that. So I acknowledge what you're up to as well. It's amazing. I acknowledge you for what you're doing with this podcast because it's a beautiful way to get into the minds of other people that, you know, are looking to, you know, unleash hearts. And, you know, I think the more you know, advice and different points of view we can have on a topic, uh, the, the easier and the more people can learn from other people's experience. So good on you for what you're doing and, and your passion. I really appreciate the, uh, the time you've taken to, to unleash my heart. Thank you. In fact, I'm going to wrap up with that question. It's one of my favorites. What would it look like? for Andrew Steele's heart to be unleashed? Wow, it would be, uh, it would be running through the streets and the fields and the oceans and, and it'd be like kind of reds and blues and greens and pinks and be a big sunset all across the world. Yes. Uh, sunrise and sunset all together in a mm. big happy family. And uh, it'd be everybody smiling at each other as they walk down the street and, you know, having good conversations in the elevator, holding the door open because they're still having a chat as opposed to being awkward, listening to that terrible elevator music. Or there would be a mariachi band in the elevator. And, uh, <laughs> people would have a fiesta and not want to leave. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it'd be similar, similar rendition of that theme of just unbridled enthusiasm and love and respect mm. and interest in other people and uh and and the world would one be one big sober party <laughs> that makes me so happy <laughs> so thank you andrew for being here you guys thank you for listening and be sure to check out the movie wish man be sure to watch andrew where can we start following you now uh, so you can follow me. Uh, my home address is no. Um, <laughs> uh, you can go to uh, at real Andrew Steele. That's my Instagram. That's Steele S T W E L. Um, you can follow us at Flix for Change at F L I C K S the digit for change dot org. And if you are in L A, um, yes. So the twenty six is this. This is airing on the twenty six. No, the, today is the 26th, actually. It's of June to this month. Oh, July. Yes. Oh, it'll be out before July. So go ahead. Give another plug about July 26th. Yeah, so Wishman, the film about the creator of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, uh, is, uh, is at the Arena Cine Lounge, which is at 6464 Sunset Boulevard in, in Hollywood. Uh, the Arena Cine Lounge, uh, you, can, you can jump online and grab tickets at the... Uh, I think it's uh, arenascreen.com. And uh, from the 4th of July, we'll have uh, screenings posted up there. Um, but yeah, come check it out. We've got 21 screenings in that one week only wow. slot. Please come check it out. Bring your friends. Tell, tell everybody. Scream it from the rooftops because it's a beautiful film. And the message is that everyone can be a hero. So please be a hero and come out and support the film.
Heck yes. And I hope that somebody comes and lets you know that they came from the Hearts Unleashed podcast. <laughs> so if you heard it here and you go to the screen, go, go let them know. Um, but Andrew, thank you again for being here. Thank you for who you're being in the world and the way that you're making an impact through film and conscious consciousness in general so thank you so much um it's been a pleasure and hearts thank you guys for tuning in it is such a pleasure to continue to unleash your heart so be sure to go follow andrew and be sure to follow through on your dreams because here at the hearts unleashed podcast we are turning dreamers into doers Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.